I don't know how many have ever heard about the message that was preached many years ago, falling into the hands of an angry God. One of the most powerful messages that's ever preached, I do believe. And it should stir us into thinking, what if I fell into his hands? Would he be angry? Would he, would he find his son in my heart and in my life? Turn with me, if you will, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 9, and verse number 8. God help me today to mind the Holy Spirit. Deuteronomy, chapter number 9, verse number 8, the Word of God said, Also in Horeb provoked the Lord to wrath, so that the Lord was angry with you to have destroyed you. Are you with me? Say amen. That's what Brother Richard was talking about. When I was gone up into the mount to receive the tablets of stone, even to the tablets of the covenant which the Lord made with you, then I abode in the mount forty days and forty nights. I neither did eat bread nor drink water. And the Lord delivered unto me two tablets of stone written with the finger of God. Boy, that's important right there. And on them was written according to all the words which the Lord spake with you in the mount out of the midst of the fire in the day. Notice what he said in that very sentence. In the day of the assembly. It's important to assemble, isn't it? And it came to pass at the end of 40 days and 40 nights that the Lord gave me the two tablets of stone even the tablets of the covenant. And the Lord said unto me, Arise, go thee down quickly from hence, for thy people, notice what's happening, which thou hast brought forth out of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. Don't blame nobody but yourself. They are quickly turned aside out of the way which I commanded them, they have made them a molten image. Oh my. Furthermore, the Lord spake unto me, saying, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Let me alone that I may destroy them. That's, that's God speaking. And blot out their name from under heaven, and I will make of thee a nation mightier and greater than they. So I turned and came down from the mountain, and the mountain burned with fire, and the two tablets of the covenant were in my two hands. And I looked, and behold, ye have sinned against the Lord your God, and have made you a molten calf. Ye have turned aside quickly out of the way, which the Lord God had commanded you. And I took the two tablets and cast them out of my two hands and break them before your eyes. And I fell down before the Lord at thy first, notice this, 
Forty days and forty nights I did neither eat bread nor drink water because of all your sins which ye have sinned in doing wickedly in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. For I was afraid of the anger and the hot displeasure wherewith the Lord was wroth against you to destroy you, but the Lord hearkened unto me at the at notice this that time also. And the Lord was very angry with Aaron to have destroyed him, and I prayed for Aaron also, O oh my, the same time. And I took your sin, the calf which he had made, and burned it with fire and stamped it and ground it very small, even until it was as small as dust, and I cast the dust thereof into the brook and descended out of the mount. Father, help me. Help me, Lord, I pray. Just for a little while, use thy servant, Lord, to speak to thy people. God, that we might understand something here today. How blessed we are that God hadn't sent us to hell already. Because somebody interceded for us. Lord, we are blessed today. We are blessing and praising your name for all that's being done. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God was angry. I read this scripture and I've had this thought on my heart a couple of days about how God might be angry with me. Brother Richard hit a lot of the points already. The thing of it is, they ain't none of us perfect. We've all sinned and come short. I looked at this scripture and I thought, thank God somebody interceded for me. When I wasn't able to stand before God, somebody stood before God and interceded in my behalf. Somebody called out to the Lord as Moses did for Aaron here. And I remember later on in the scripture where the word of God said that when Moses asked the Lord to spare him, he said, Lord, if you can't, just block my name out also. That's a type of Christ, isn't it? Standing in the gap. Moses, now come with me just for a minute. He hadn't sinned because he is on the mountain with God. He didn't have any participation in that that was going on down in the camp. And I thought about as I read this scripture, he was only up there 40 days. And you know what I thought? I thought, how long would it take Dennis to get out of the will of God? Somebody's interceding for me, but how long if I was left to my own devices, <laughs> how long would it take Dennis? I thought he wouldn't last two days. He'd mess up shores of the world. But I thought of this also. Let me, uh, you just have to stay with me until I get all this laid down. They break off their earrings and their gold. Now hold on just a minute. 
if I reach up and jerk the chain off and around your neck and jerked your earrings out as gold, me and you'd probably have a fight, wouldn't we? But here they gave it up willingly. Willingly. Something that you and I hold precious and dear. Gold. <laughs> and they melted it down. And out jumped a calf. Just out jumped a calf all of a sudden. All I done was throw it in the fire and melted it down and out jumped a calf. Well, if that calf jumped out, why didn't it keep her running? Why didn't it keep moving? Why didn't it say something? It wasn't nothing but gold. And they had all kinds of gods. Why all of a sudden did the calf jump out? I mean, come on. Why? I don't know. But I'm asking, what's jumped out in your life that's hindered you from serving God the way we should? You know, when God comes back, He's going to find us either watching and waiting or He's going to find us lost, cold, indifferent on God. And I looked at that scripture and I began to see myself Lord, where am I? Amen. Uh, look with me there in verse number 16. He said, And I looked, and behold, ye have sinned against the Lord your God, and have made you a molten cave. You have turned aside quickly out of the way which the Lord had commanded you. Are you with me? And you see in 18, he fell down before the Lord. He stayed there 40 days and 40 nights and didn't eat or drink. Can I say something right there? You need to see something important in that. He had to be in God's presence or he would have died from lack of water. Your body might last 40 days without food. But it ain't going to last 40 days without water. So God had to be on the mountain. God had to be in the presence. The people know he was gone 40 days. So they ought to saw a miracle right there already. But what did he say? I did neither eat nor drink, notice this, water because of all your sins. Which ye have sinned and doing wickedly in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. God's angry. I wonder how God's feeling today. Ooh. Are you with me? Look at verse 24. You have been rebellious against the Lord from the day that I knew you. Ooh. Rebellious. Thus I fell down before the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. And as I fell down at the first because the Lord had said he would destroy you. Are you with me? I tell you, God was angry. Turn back, if you will, in Exodus chapter number 32. Exodus chapter number 32. Are you there? And verse number 4. 
And he received them at their hand and fashioned it with a graven tool after he had made it a molten calf. And they said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. What is your God today? What's in our life that's making God angry? What's separating us from the love of God? What's keeping us from being the Christians that we could be, should be, and ought to be? What's in our life that's uh, robbing God? We've talked about that already this morning. Robbing God of his praise. And uh, Let me just get down to the nitty gritty. What's robbing God of your presence? Amen. Remember thy servant. This is in Deuteronomy 9 and 27. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Look not unto their, what? Stubbornness of this people, nor to their wickedness, nor to their sin. Lest the land whence thou broughtest, notice this, out, say, because the Lord was not able to bring them into the land which he promised them, and because he halted them, he hath, notice this, brought them out to slay them in the wilderness. Yet they are thy people and thine inheritance, which thou hast brought us out by the mighty power and by the stretched out arm. Are you with me? Say amen. Aren't you glad that God in his anger was turned from his anger? Because somebody interceded in prayer. Amen. He is reminding God, God, if you do this, the enemy of God is going to say, God's not able to deliver. God's not able. Ain't that what they're saying about the church right now? Don't need the church. He ain't able to do nothing. It's a myth. They done passed that law in Canada. It's a myth. Or on the way to passing it. It's a myth. What is it in your life? What is this book and this church and to worship God and to praise God? What is it to you today? Remember, judgment is coming to America. Remember, God is walking the streets of Marion because he knows what's going on. I thought about again how many, just in my lifetime, in the last few years, how many bars have opened up? How many wineries around here now? How many distilling spirits? And I thought, how many churches are closing? Isn't it sad, church, that the bars are prospering? Now, let me draw you right back to something here. Isn't it funny when they wanted to, stay with me, when they really wanted to, they took their gold and gave it to make a molten calf. If we want to and our heart's desire, we'll go to a bar. And we'll spend, I don't know what drinks are now. When I was out in the world 35 years ago, drinks were high then. I can only imagine what they are now. 
I don't see how people afford it to start with. But I found out over the years, you will spend your money where your heart is. They broke off their earrings, they broke off their gold, and they gave it to their God. Isn't that what the people in the bars are doing up there? They're giving to their God, the God of alcohol. Amen. And I thought about, wonder if we could ever get some people that interested. <laughs> Have you ever thought about this? How many times a week do they visit the bar? Most of them more than three times, I'm assuring you. Oh, it's quiet in here, isn't it? Because I'm preaching down where we're living. I'm just preaching that, that God is angry. God is asked to be angry when he looks down upon you and I and America and McDowell County and North Carolina and sees abortion. God has to be angry. When he looks down upon America and over 4,000 churches have closed their doors and probably five or 10,000 bars and wineries and breweries have opened their doors, you know God has to be angry. Let me, let me tell you something. Have you ever thought about this? How many, I know Brother Richard served in the service, and I know Brother Randy served in the service. But these men could have died to give you the freedom you have right now. Now, I'm, I'm going to somewhere, stay with me. If Richard was your son and he died, how would you feel? He was out serving his country, trying to keep us free. And your son gave his life to help keep us free. How would you feel? First of all, you'd feel hurt because you lost your son. But I also believe you'd have a little pride that he gave his life that others might have life. You see where I'm going? You know God's got to be angry when he looks at his son that was on the cross and crucified and treated the way he was treated to give us freedom. You think God's not angry? His son died for everyone. His son died to give everybody hope of eternal life, to be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and people are thumbing their nose up at the darling Son of God. And here comes Moses with God's words. And I pointed out to you, written by God's finger. And I pointed that out for a reason. God's finger had touched those tablets. God's finger had carved it out and handed it to Moses. And here he is in the camp. And all they've done is sin. Dancing naked. One big orgy. God on the mountain giving God's man God's word. And in the camp. They'd already made unto them other gods. 
being led astray. And I can't help but fault Aaron a little bit. He said, they asked me. Can I help somebody this morning? You can come in here and ask me all you want, but I ain't changing God. You can ask me all you want, I ain't changing books. You can ask me all you want, I ain't preaching no different. I am what I am by the grace of God and by God's grace, I will preach the word of God. It hurts us, I understand that. It sometimes makes us mad because God's reading our mail. But how do you think God felt giving his only begotten son for the sins of this world. Moses went and interceded or God would have killed them all. In Psalm 79, turn there with me, verse number four. Psalm 79, verse number four. Said we are become a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and a desertion to them that are round about us. Now listen what verse five says. How long, Lord, wilt thou be angry forever? Shall thy jealousy burn like fire? Pour out thy wrath upon the heathen that have not known thee, and upon the kingdoms that have not called upon thy name. For they have devoured Jacob and laid waste his dwelling place. Oh, remember not against us former iniquities. Let thy tender mercy speedily notice this. Prevent us, for we are brought very low. Help us, O God, of our salvation for the glory of thy name and deliver us and purge away our sins for thy name's sake. Purge away our sins for thy name's sake. Are you with me? Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is their God? Has anybody ever looked at you and said, What kind of God does he serve? Let him be known among the heathen in our sight by the revenge of thy blood, of thy servants which is shed. Let the, notice this, Sign of the prisoner come before thee according to the greatness of thy power. Preserve thou those that are appointed to die. And render unto our neighbors sevenfold into their bosom their reproach wherewith they have reproached thee, O Lord. So we thy people and sheep of thy pasture will give thee thanks forever. We will show forth thy praise to all generations. Are you with me? Say amen. Psalms 80 and verse number 3. Turn us again, O God. Is that where you're at this morning? Turn us again, O God, and cause thy face to shine. I'd like to see the Shekinah glory of God shine in this place this morning. And we shall be saved. O Lord God of hosts, how long wilt thou be angry against the people, the prayers of thy people? 
Thou feedest them with the bread of tears, oh, and givest them tears to drink in great measures. Thou makest us a strife unto our neighbors and our enemies' life among themselves. He said, Turn us again, O God, of hosts, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Are you with me? Say amen. Aren't you glad that God has people begging for us to turn again unto the Lord? You know God loves you so much this morning, you don't really know how much God loves you. Are you with me? Say amen. I'm glad that God loves us enough that he has given us opportunity today to quench the anger of God. How do you do that, preacher? Well, let me help you this morning understand some things. When one comes to the Lord and kneels down and asks God to save them, forgive them of their sins, this is the word of God. The word of God said he had in no wise cast them out. The word of God also said that heaven is rejoicing over that sinner that got saved. So what does that do? Listen, if heaven's rejoicing, God's rejoicing. So isn't that common, the anger of God? I thought about that this morning when I knelt 8th day of February 1987 before God and said, God, I know I'm a sinner. And God looked down upon this sinner when he should have killed me, when he should have sent me to hell. Amen. And he looked down upon me with mercy. And he looked down upon me with grace. Oh, I'm getting excited now. Thinking about the love and the mercy and the grace of God. How wonderful it is that when we go to an altar that God don't send judgment, but he sends love and he sends mercy and he sends grace and wraps us up in his nail-scarred hands. Oh, what a mighty God we have. And his anger is Soothe for a while because of the rejoicing of one old sinner named Dennis coming to the Lord. Are you with me? Say amen. So God's anger can subside. I read in this very scripture that I read to you today in Genesis and here in Deuteronomy where God repented of his anger. So if God is repenting of his anger, don't you think it'd be wise to the children to do some repenting this morning? Amen. Amen. To get us back in fellowship with the Holy Ghost of God. He's begging God to return us. Here in the Psalms, begging God, said, God, give us back that joy of thy salvation. Put us back in fellowship. Put us where we belong, God. We don't want you angry at us, God even though you have every right to be. Now think about this. Moses was on the mountain. God's finger was writing on the tablets. But God's ear was hearing what was going on in the camp. You tell me, that God ain't a merciful God. When God's own hand was writing 
the Ten Commandments, and his ear was hearing from the camp, what stopped him from writing the commandments and taking that same finger and bring judgment upon all of those that was in the camp? Then if you'll read a little further from where I stopped this morning, you'll find out that 3,000 died. 3,000 was killed that day. 3,000 met God unprepared. Because God's anger had been kindled against them. I wonder what they thought with their little molten calf when they stood before a holy God. Can I tell you something you hadn't thought of? The earrings that they had was a sign of bondage. Because their appearance looked just like the Egyptian, they had to know a way to tell them apart. So they made them wear gold earrings so they'd know that they are slaves. Stay with me, I'm getting to a point here. And they willingly, come on with me now, took that slavery off and became slaves to a molten calf. But Richard, God's hand's up on the mountain, right? That calf ain't never done one thing. That gold has never uttered a word, has never written anything, has never been able to do anything, has never healed nobody or led nobody. They were led of their own lust of their own flesh. And they broke off this bondage and became bondage to something else. And it angered God. I'm asking you this morning as pastor of Charity Mission Free Will Baptist Church, what are you serving this morning? The Bible said the love of money is the root of all evil. Wonder what they could have sold that gold for. Wonder how much food that would have bought for the journey ahead. Well, it's quiet in here this morning. Aren't you glad God didn't kill you? Aren't you glad God set mercy your way? Now let me give you another one you hadn't thought of in a while. Aren't you glad God is long-suffering? Because how many times... Has he knocked on your door? How many times has he come in love knocking on your door and you wouldn't even open it and let him in? How do I know that, preacher? Well, because you haven't changed. The Bible said when you meet God, you will be changed. You'll become a new creature in Christ. All things, listen, They've been serving that God that they just made down in Egypt. Stay with me a minute. 400 years they'd worshipped that stupid calf in Egypt and it had never done nothing. And God's man comes by and gets them out. God's man leads them through the Red Sea. God's man is directing them in the path they need to go. And they're always looking back. 
Is your past drawing you back into it? Are you looking back over your shoulder saying, boy, I wish I had some of them leaks down there. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Them leaks don't stink near as bad as your sin in the nostril of God. Isn't it funny this morning, church, that we as God's people have God's grace and God's mercy, yet we preadventure to turn our head from the will of God to our own will. Are you with me? Say amen. I want you to turn back in Exodus 32 there. And it said, All the people break off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them unto Aaron. Now notice what the next word said. Here comes the options. And he received them at their hand. Can I help you this morning? I read that to say this to you. You can say no. You can say no. You can say no, I'm not going to receive the devil's things. I'm not going to have a hand in the devil's things. Are you with me? While we're there, let's read verse 28. And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses, and there fell of the people that day about 3,000 men. That day. Can I help you again? Why was the people of Levi chosen? Well, Moses stood up and said, who's on the Lord's side? And they were the only group that stepped over on the Lord's side. Which side are you on this morning? Which side? You have a choice to make today. You have a choice to make right now. The devil's trying to hand you a counterfeit. Oh, it's shiny. It's got a value to it. But the devil's trying his best to give you a counterfeit. And the word said, and Aaron received it with his own hand. Why didn't he say no? No, that's for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Why didn't he say that? The same reason we don't say it sometimes. The very same reason we don't say it sometimes. We are persuaded. We are persuaded. America right now is trying to persuade. Are you with me? Stay with me a second and I'm closing. America is trying to persuade Americans that all we need is the government. That all we need to do is listen to them and everything will be all right. They're trying to persuade Americans right now that God is not important. Because they left all the businesses open and closed the churches. And find the money. America is in danger of being destroyed. But also, my friend, you are. You are, if you're not in the will of God today, you're, you're in danger of being destroyed. You're in danger of believing a lie and being damned by saying, oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. 
See, they had a vote down in camp. And the vote said, let's make a molten calf. And they break off their earrings and their gold. They gave all that they had to a molten calf. Have we given anything to God? First of all, what God really wants is you. If God has truly got you, he's got your time, he's got your talent, and he's got the treasure that you own. If God's really got you, then you've really got God. And if you've got God, you heed him in your heart, as David said, that you might not sin against God. Can you stay with me just a couple more minutes? These people knew better. They'd been in bondage 400 years. And the very minute they get free, they want to go back to bondage. So they knew. And they made their choice. And you will here today as we stand to our feet and bow our heads. You're going to make a choice right now. You're going to make a choice whether you want to come and pray in this altar this morning and say, God, look me over. Look me over, God. Look me over, God. I don't want to give the devil one inch. But I want my life to count for you, Lord. I don't want to make you angry, God. I want you to be happy. I want you to have joy when you look upon me and you can look and say, that's my child. What about you this morning, church? Do you want to walk with God or do you want to break off your earrings and make a molten calf? The decision is up to you today because it's in your hands. God is reaching out to put it in your hands today. So what are you hearing? What are you doing? What do you think this morning God would be happy with you doing? Think about it, my friend, right now. God, look me over. Look me over good, Lord. I don't want to make you angry at all. God, I want to be a child that will walk in the statutes of the Lord. I want to be your child that you can look upon me and say, Welcome, thou good and faithful servant. Would you right now, would you right now come to the altar and say, Lord, look me over. Look me over. Father, look upon the hearts of all you people that's here in the altar. Look upon the hearts of all that's in the congregation today. I pray, God, you look upon us with favor. As we look and we see that some things that we've done may have angered God. God, we pray that your anger be not kindled against us. That, Lord, that we'd repent of our sins and our shortcomings today. God, that you'd be pleased when you look upon us, Father, as your children. Not bastards, not backslidden, not cold, not indifferent. God, that we've learned to love you and the church and the church folk. Because, God, you asked us 
Forsake not the assembling of thyselves together as the manner of some is. Lord, we're gathered here this morning. We're gathered here, Lord, that you might speak to our hearts and our minds and direct our paths for thy glory. For in Jesus' name I bowed my head and prayed and asked for directions and guidance, forgiveness and mercy and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.